right, so I don't know how many people got the notification. Uh, we are live, but I don't know how many people got the notification. Just like randomly out of nowhere, uh, gosh, I guess it was uh, Thursday, the Thursday after the podcast, my computer just decided to go live. So it was just like 20 minutes of dead air. Jason Herndon, what's up, buddy? Uh, so it was like 20 okay. minutes of, of dead air. Like in my house, like where you could hear my kid playing video games and, and, and uh, I, I don't know what the deal was, but ever since then, like all my stream settings are all messed up. Like I had to go, literally go back in and like redo everything uh, mm. on the fly here. I wasn't expecting that, but we're live now. We made it. We're live with Giovanni Laurenti. And in case you were wondering, uh, just by chance that he is very Italian. <laughs> I am very Italian. I am very Italian. <laughs> very, very, very <laughs> Very Italian. Not, not, fact, that, not that the name would have gave that away or anything. Okay, so my that's funny you mentioned that. My my mom just did one of those those twenty uh, three and Me things. Where, you know the where you uh, like I want you to get some blood or whatever, and you send it in, and then they could tell you like you're related to dinosaurs or something like that. So anyway, the, um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so <You're> too much. <laughs> so they <laughs> so it came back because we always thought okay, so my dad's side is full of times all full-on time. In fact, uh, my grandmother and grandfather are both from uh, Italy. Okay. My, in fact, there was my uh, uncle found documentation. Uh, he sent it to me. He goes, I, he goes, he goes, I, he goes, Hey, you know, Hey nephew, I thought you would find this interesting. So he sent it to me and it was actually the paperwork, the Ellis Island paperwork where my grandmother's name is on it. So I thought that that was kind of neat. Yeah, that is cool. That, to be able to trace her come, actually coming over to America and where she came in. And, you know, I'm like, what am I? That makes me second gener- second generation. Yes. Second generation uh, American. So, And then my, well, my mother, her family's like extremely American. They're so American that, you know, they like, they, they wear bald eagles for hats. And they... <laughs> Excuse me, your freedom is showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so they, um, yeah, they, like my like my grandfather was from Kentucky, and my grandmother was from Pocahontas, Arkansas, which is about as small as it sounds. And the um, and What's up, Eric? How you doing? Like, uh, there. I think he's like their. My mom used to say it on your on your on on my side of the family. You're Scotch Irish, English, Indian, Portuguese. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And Which <laughs> is like claim to be an Italian, okay? <laughs> well, that's what, okay. So, yeah, with a name like that, nobody thinks you're, nobody thinks you're British. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, sure. <laughs> or or like, American. <laughs> it's like, well, why is, well, you know, if that were true, my name would have been like Giovanni Evans or something like that. <laughs> right. Evans, uh, you know, <laughs> anything but, but you know, Laurenti. <laughs> Right, right. Got, what's up, what's up, Eric? Yeah, and Jason and Matthew. What's up? Everybody checking in here. So you know, it's kind of funny. You know, you talk about that stuff. So uh, I have a lot of a Sicilian heritage myself. Do uh, you? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's uh, let's see. So my grandpa, his father, uh, was native to Sicily. Really? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. That is really interesting. See, that's where you get your sassiness from. That's where you know the Sicilian side. Oh uh, yeah, definitely got to be. I mean. My whole family, like my my dad's side of the family, it's you. It's wild. <laughs> right. Yeah. We were. Uh, I got it. Yeah, dude. That's. <laughs> I all those uh, to, to go back to those photos I sent you. Yeah. Uh, 
you're in like I wish I could find the other ones because you're in a lot. You're in like at least three different occasions of these photos. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because the um, the one I sent you was uh, uh, one was the tournament that we played the Sturgeon. That oh, was the, I forgot about that one. When we came up, yeah, we came up played. It was you, like me and Darren, Matt, and uh, Matt McDermott. I mean, oh, and yeah. Jay Merritt's team was there. Jay Merritt. Uh, yeah, I think that's who we ended up losing to that day, right? Right. We. I don't even remember who we played. I didn't. Rec- I mean, I didn't even know any of the, those teams because they were, I guess, local to that area. And I yeah. think I was at that time. I was either playing D or C, so I didn't really know. And that's, that sounds pretty bad. I, I didn't really know any E teams. You know what I mean? So sure, was, no, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, there's that one, the snowball. We played the snowball. And we played together on a team, I believe it was called Chaos. Didn't we play on a team together called mm-hmm. Chaos? We only played one tournament, and it was with – it was a hodgepodge team. With, I think uh, it was with PJ, right? I think it was PJ – it was my buddy Jackson. I think Odell might have been there. Odell, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. yeah, so there was like three tournaments, and I got, dude, I got so many pictures of stuff that I've played in, you know, over the years. That, well, and and half of it is like on cell phones, and the other half is like actual genuine pictures. That's how old I am. So you know, like before cell phones, you could take pictures with cell phones. You had to actually have a camera. <laughs> well, see, there was a. Uh... Uh, what was it? Bohica? Was that what it was? Bohica, yeah. I played, me and, Matt, I played me, a couple of turn- Matt Allen picked me up to play with you guys a couple of times. There was that one, yeah, too. Yeah, that yeah. We played, you played with us in that. Uh, that was the one we played at um, oh, shoot. Ferdinand. We played at Ferdinand tournament. That was, yeah. We played at Ferdinand and then played at Sun Valley. I remember the Sun mm-hmm. Valley one as well. We did did we, did, how, I don't remember how we did. How did we do? Do you remember that? Sun Valley, we made a little bit of noise. Then... Uh, just kind of fell flat. I think we lost our first, if I remember correctly, we lost our first game of the day and then kind of like stormed back through the loser's bracket a little bit. I actually ended up, we drove, uh, Sun Valley for me is like three and a half hours away. And uh, I say three, and it's probably closer to three, but uh, we drove all the way down there and then ended up playing another team from Moberly. <laughs> like what, what are the odds, you know? I know, right? So I, I remember that we we beat them. And then just kind of fell flat on her face after that. We'd played three or four games in a row, in, you know, middle of the time, summertime. You know that's what sucks when you get there. Yeah, that's what sucks when you get you get knocked into a loser's bracket. You got to fight your way back, all the way back. Well, you get more like, games that way. Well, you do get more games, but then by the time you play your seventh or eighth game in a row, like if it's a like let's say it's a deep tournament, you're playing a lot of teams, and you're going through the loser's bracket like that. By the seventh or eighth game, you're roasted. Oh I mean, yeah, because you're having to play back. To back to back. I mean, I've won tournaments like that where you got to play back to back to back to back, and you're just you're, you just stay hot the entire time because you're just playing and playing and playing. Sure. And then you you wind up catching on a team in the later area where you're getting towards the semifinal and the final teams that have been sitting for two hours. Well, there and there's not a worse feeling yeah. than running into a team like that as well. Like if you've been kind of uh, hanging out in the, in the top side of the bracket, then you get knocked into the losers bracket, and you're playing that team. Uh, this got just a, a head of momentum coming. I mean, sometimes you you don't want to see those teams either. Uh, there's teams that get hot, and you just cannot slow them down when they get into those situations. We ran into a team uh, like that. We didn't lose to them. We actually beat them. We we sent them home early. So it was uh, it was Bohica. We were talking about Bohica. Bohica. We were playing in uh, the world 
up at uh, where was that? Uh, Kankakee, Illinois. Okay. We were playing in Kankakee, and we ran. We played this team from Indiana, and these guys were jerks, man. I, I um, they were they were they had this kind of chip. They played with this chip on their shoulder, and it was. And all we were doing was just we were just going in, just just hey, just just hit, hit, hit. Let's just keep hitting, keep hitting, sure. keep hitting. And they started out like hitting a little bit, and then after the first, after I think it was after the first inning, second inning we hit, third inning we hit, fourth inning we hit, and we just buried them. And by the fifth inning, they're like, I walked in, I hit a base hit, and the guy who was playing first base, this is why I mean they were, I mean because none of them were nice, like all of them were just pricks. But the I, I hit a base hit to right, the guy. Um, the guy that was playing first base, I, I walked up and, you know, being a sport, like, I try to be a sportsman when I play. Sure. And I walked up and I just kind of t- I tapped a guy, like, when I got to first base, I said, hey, man, I go, dude, nice hit last time. I said, dude, you really hit that ball hard. He goes, he goes, I don't care, man, shut up. Yeah, yeah. See, why do why do people have to be like that? Stuff drives me nuts. You're gonna get me on a soapbox on your podcast, but <laughs> like that That's stuff okay. drives me nuts. Like, why do people get so serious that they they one can't take a compliment and two can't appreciate the fact that at the end of the day they're at the ball field competing? I know. You know, That's like I love playing ball. Love it. Like, there's to me, it's like if there's something symbiotic about putting on a glove. That's a big word. To a oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's symbolic to go to a field and put on a glove, you know, see the dirt kick up, the heat, the, you know, the smell of the glove, you know, just the action, everything going on. It, I love it. I love every minute of it. Sure. It's, uh, and everybody who plays, I'm sure loves every minute of it. So if you're on the field, so going back to what we were saying, so if you're on the field and you don't love it, why are you there? Correct. If you're that miserable, why are you there? If I'm losing games, I'm still driving to win, but I, I, I love it the entire time, no matter what. Yeah. It, that that is why I'm there. I'm not. I'm, I'm there to win, but I'm also there playing ball, and I love it. I, I love the game. I feel like so people kind of lose perspective of that sometimes too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, like, I, I got to be honest, like playing with the younger, like when I like, I got asked by, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Easton. I'm sure you've probably ran into Easton. Uh, yeah, I've, I've ran uh, across him a couple of times, played a, a couple of games against him. But, uh, you know, if it Easton wasn't for that, I wouldn't know who he is. But I've seen him around Facebook and stuff, yeah. Yeah, Easton Top, great kid, good kid. Um, I've been kind of taking him under my wing, kind of mentoring him a little bit. He, he has aspirations of becoming a pitcher. So, and he's got, let me tell you what, he's got swag like for miles. Like, <laughs> it's the hair, it's the hair game. <laughs> it's the hair. Yeah. Soft and balanced. I don't know how he does it, Cotton. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a really good kid. He's a good hitter. Um, he, uh, he's, He's really focused. He wants to do, you know, me and him said, I, we had a conversation. I said, uh, you know, because he was talking, he was really, at the time, I think he was dating this gal. I don't mean to. Sorry, Easton, I'm going to put some of your personal business out in here. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, he was, you know, he was kind of down and out. Like him and his gal just broke up. And I said, why did you guys break up? Because, you know, because I was playing ball and doing all this stuff. And I said, listen, I go, you're young enough to where, you know, get all of this. If, if you're going to play ball, do play ball. Just, sure. just do it. 
you know, and don't, and don't let anybody stop you, you know, because you're young, do it, you know, do it until you can't do it anymore because there's going to, there may come a day where you can't. Yeah. And, and be young yeah. and, 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 and play ball when you can. Don't, don't, like you said, don't say you can't do something uh, and, and look for all the advice that you can get and take the advice that you get, uh, especially from, you know, somebody that's been in the game for a while. Uh, like, you know, it, at the time when you're younger, it may feel like someone's trying to like come down on you or, you know, like try to like, you know, drop some knowledge on you. But at the end of the day, if somebody that's been around the game for a long time is like giving you tips and advice, it's because they want to help you, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. With, with him, he's a, he's a good kid. He's a really good kid. Uh, you know, playing. I've heard nothing but good things about him. Yeah. Well, uh, he's, he comes from good, he comes from good stock. His dad, his dad's a good ball player. His dad played league. Uh, we play league together on Sunday nights out at Ozzy's, and uh, he's he's a good kid. And just I, when I watched him the first time when he he first jumped on with us, he's just you know a typical eighteen year old. You know can run, can guns, got a cannon for an arm, can play every position on the field. Uh, you know when we were all eighteen, we could always play the position. Yeah, sure. Like that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little jealous of his wheels because I don't have those wheels. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I feel your pain. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm just fat. I can't run anymore. So the, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's got a, got a bright future ahead of him. I told him, I said, just play in as many world events as you can get into, many big tournaments as you get into. It'll get you experience. Yeah, Yo, experience yeah. pays. And experience pays. Absolutely. Because then when because you step in, you know, uh, I watch, you know, some teams, you know, they'll. they'll some guys on some teams will step in the box, and when they swing, if they're at a tournament, you can tell if they're if they're if this is their first tournament, or if it's their if their first year for that matter. They just, you know, as a pitcher, you look for weakness. Oh and, yeah, and you you and look for those guys in the lineup too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously, you can always tell, you know, why somebody's hitting where they're hitting. You know, sure, um, uh, but. You know, I mean, some some lineups are just really strong from you know one to ten or one to eleven or even one to twelve. Right. Uh, we just like we ran into a team a couple weeks like we took we took third in this um, SSUSA tournament we played in. And I got to be honest, I don't play young tournaments anymore. I mean, I may jump in one like there's a fundraiser one that they have at Aussies. It's it's for a, a suicide awareness, which I will always play in those tournaments. And just a small side note, I had a best friend uh, in high school who uh, committed suicide uh, when he was, when we were like in our early, early to mid twenties. Okay. So that is a subject that is, that is something, that's a thing that I'll always support and I'll always back money to, and I'll always play in those tournaments because I believe in those causes. So uh, not to get all, you know, no, yeah, all, absolutely. Uh, There's nothing wrong but, with, you know, standing behind a cause. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so I'll play in those tournaments, and usually, like, I get to go me and Matt Allen, who's my softball, my softball brother. You know, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get together, and you know, like, usually we'll pop a team in, or sometimes we'll take our lead team. We won't, you know, we'll get in it. We'll try to win a few games here and there, but we won't. Like some teams, some guys, they just bring their entire tournament team out, obviously as they should, you know, and they go in and just destroy. Sure. You know, uh, which is fine. I'm just happy to get like maybe three games out of it, maybe four games in October, which is, you know, you don't, you don't get that a lot unless you're traveling to like Florida, Texas, Arizona, places like that. Yeah. Four, four games in means you probably won a couple means you lost a couple. I mean, the, the really, 
That, that's that's a good day to me to show up at the ballpark and go two and two. Nobody want nobody plans on going two and two, but two and two is is a is a day that I can walk away from saying like, hey, I got my money's worth out of the day. We could have did better, but we still played well and I had a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's but there are things about the younger guys, and I don't mean to throw a shot at the younger guys, you know. Um, hey, throw I'm, shots. Let's go. Well, a lot of, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'll throw those, I'm sorry, Jesse. I'll throw those darts. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but uh, playing with younger guys, just there's, the things I don't miss is the attitudes and, you know, like th- throwing a fit on a field like a five-year-old and uh, getting into fights with other teams, people getting all boisterous and all that. And it, that I don't miss any of that. No. I don't miss any of that. And, when I went and I took that jump because when I, I who did I run into? My dad has always played. My dad played senior ball. He's played tournament ball my entire life. Yeah. And so let me. I hate to interrupt you. Let's sure, circle. Sure, let's circle ahead. back to this real quick. So uh, obviously, I, I knew we would dive right into this and just kind of like breeze past it. Uh, but let's let's. Well, we, we're we, friends. Well, we're friends, Jesse. Yeah, so we absolutely. Can just have a conversation. Yeah. I would do this with you even if there was nothing on. Sure. You know what I mean, if we were just talking on the phone. Yeah, so so let's let's circle back. Uh, we're I know we're we're 17 minutes into this podcast. Sorry, we like to talk. So who hey, I is... told I told hey I told, I promised snacks that well, I could do three hours of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> I hey, listen, you only get an hour. Maybe we'll do three segments of an hour. Okay, <laughs> I'm fine with that. We can stretch it out. In fact, we can probably do ten segments. Yeah, yeah. just a month. We'll uh, do. Uh, well, you do, just do like I guess we'll just have our own episodes, right? Like, well, you'll have your own season of the podcast, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, who... Geo, section four, subsection five. Yeah, right, right. So, who is Giovanni Laurenti? For those that don't know, uh, I obviously uh, we'll we'll get into uh, you know your your past life. What kind of got you into softball? Obviously, you know you mentioned your dad. I kind of wanted to to talk about that some as well, but let's, let's get started with like how, what got you into, into slow pitch? Okay. So, um, when I was, my initial, my initial start was I, uh, when I was 16, I was playing baseball at the time and my father was playing in a league down at Barra Park, um, which is in St. Louis down on this place called the Hill. I don't know if you're familiar yes. with the Hill. Okay. So, um, my dad was playing down there with his regular league team at the time. And they only had not like one of the guys had like either car problems or something doesn't matter, but he couldn't make it. So, uh, I was already there. I was just there to watch. They were playing doubleheader and I was just there to watch. And my dad goes, you got your glove and stuff in the car. And I said, uh, yeah, why? He goes, well, we need a shortstop. Oh, that threw you right in. He goes, he goes, can you play? He goes, do you want to play? And I said, uh, yeah. So I ran. I ran to my car, grabbed my gear, out, or my glove, and my and my cleats, which were like more like spikes. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah. Because uh, I didn't. There were no. I, I didn't have turfs or anything like that. I was still in my baseball cleats. But uh, threw those on, threw my glove on, got out there, and there were. And this was in a time when there were no composite bats. So, uh, for those of you thinking I picked up like a Mike and Freak or something like that, or Ultra just was hitting freaking four hundred foot bombs. That wasn't happening. So, that was a year um, later. No, yeah, a year, <laughs> literally. I went to the gym, everyone, and uh, took some roids and just roided out a bunch. Yeah. No, no, that's not that's not what happened. But the uh, I went out. Well, my dad before he took me aside. He was he was all right. He goes, if anybody, because I I had a baby face 
my dad goes, here, listen. He goes, if, if the umpire asks, you're 18. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out there. I went out there and played two games. I played good defense. I absolutely hit horribly. Probably made a bunch. I think I made a bunch of outs. Just like, you know, just ground ball, fly ball. Late Transition fly is ball, tough. You know. Oh, very. It's. When you're trying to time a softball after seeing, you know, 65 miles an hour, you know, uh, coming down the pipe it's, and throwing that hard at the time, you know, you're uh, – or actually, what was I throwing? I was throwing harder than that. I think I was throwing 70, 72 at that time. So um, – but uh, it was definitely a hard transition. But then after that, I didn't play for a couple of years. And once I actually turned 18, my dad asked me to – or my dad asked me to play in the league – over in, what was that? I think it was either Forest, was it Forest Wood or Forest Park? I think it was Forest Wood. I played over with him at Forest Wood in Ferguson. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with that? Yeah, uh-huh. Are you familiar with Forest Wood? Okay, so um, I went over there and played at Forest Wood, and actually I met Reagan. I met um, Reagan Johnson. He's, I don't know if he's listening right now. He said he was going to, but uh, he plays senior ball as well now. He, but uh, And he plays, I think his team just won, actually. Nice. His team won. Yeah, they won their division. Uh, but uh, I, that's where I met him. He was like in his mid twenties when I met him, and I was like eighteen. And I got—I think we have a photo of it somewhere of when I was that young and we were both young and met. But uh, uh, but I played there, and I uh, just got kind of honed my chops, learned how to hit a little bit. My dad kind of shared, you know, his wisdom. Uh-huh. I got a little better hitting, but not much. But my defense was like very solid. By this time, I was out in the outfield playing, and uh, one of the guys from that team asked me. He says, "Hey, man," he goes, "I really," he goes, "He goes, I think you're a great ball player." He goes, "Would you want to come and play with me out at Fountain Lakes on Sundays?" I said, "Sure." So I went out and played, and that was like a the first competitive league I was ever in. And when I say competitive, it was very competitive. At the fresh age of sixteen. Uh, no, no, no. This was 18. Oh, okay. Okay. I was 18. Okay. I was 18. I was 18. And, uh, from there, it just, I started picking up just, I would get asked by certain guys to just pick up different leagues. And then I got picked up and I played my first tournament at 18 too. Nice. I played my first tournament. So did you, did, were you able to play a lot of ball with your old man? Let's, let's talk about your old man. I mean, he's, he's not just any softball player. Uh, I mean, obviously the, the picture I posted here is um, his uh, induction plaque to the uh, St. Louis Softball Hall of Fame, yeah? Yeah, he was, yeah, he's a slams inductee. He also, right now, there's a talk of him being inducted nationally, too. So Really? Uh, yeah, well, he's got he's got 12 world championships, so he's... Yeah, here. It's kind of, well, very. <laughs> he's got 12 world championships. He's got something like half of those, like either six or seven of them are uh, all tournaments. Wow. He's won a lot. Yeah, he's won a lot, man. He, uh, he set the bar very high. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> he set the bar very high. Um, you know, as my dad, he always says stuff all the time. Oh, you're better than I ever was. I'm like, no, dad. I'm like, you got the rings. You got the all tournaments. I was like, the, you know, I was like, you, you set the bar. And I tell him that. I go, you set the bar very high. I said, but that's good because it pushes me. Sure. It gives, it gives me something to think about when I'm on the field. Even though I don't really think about it, but kind of in the back of my mind, I think, it it kind of motivates me to be better and be good at every tournament I play in. It holds so you to, accountable to, to win stuff. Yeah, to win stuff. Yeah, um, and winning trophies and wings and all that is great and everything. But it's like you know, I I just overall I love the game. 
I love the game more than anything. And I, like, well, I say more than anything, like sport wise. Sure. You know? um, I mean, I, I'm never going to love the game more than my family or the Lord Jesus, you know, uh, but uh, I, I love the game. But I guess going back to, you know, my dad, he's just, he went, he, I've watched him win tournaments. You know, he, he uh, introduced me to my first composite bat. Um, Which was? The Ultra One. Okay. All right. So, I kind of figured. Uh, Oh, I got a story about that. I'll okay, go. Story. Um, okay, so we were playing at Forest Park. Uh, my dad had just gotten back from Florida. Like they were, he was playing in a, I think he was playing, they were not a, not a regional, it was, it was some kind of tournament where it was, it was not a world, but it was like a regional for that area. And the team he was playing with at the time was called Pallet. And he went down there, and this guy was selling them. Like the Mike, this Mike and dealer, excuse me, was down there selling them. And oh, okay. My dad, he saw my dad saw a few guys doing because um, they at that time they did they still did home run derbies and stuff like that. Yeah. My dad saw a derby of a couple of guys hitting them, and he's like, "What the heck is that?" And he went and forked out the money for the, the ultra, and then brought it back up to St. Louis. He bought that one and then he bought the ultra two. And when he bought, when he brought it back up to St. Louis, he came to the league and he goes, Geo, swing this. I said, okay, whatever. And I just assumed it was, you know, just like everything else. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, neat. Another metal bat. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't a metal bat. That's for sure. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. Right. Dude. uh, My first ball with this, uh, we were okay. So I got to sit. I'll set this up. So you have the mic, you have the mic, you have no fences. We were, we were playing on, at the time, we were playing on the, what was called the jewel box. Uh, it's on, it's the high, it's the field on the high side. Okay. And we, um, I stepped to the plate. The balls we're using at the time were 50 core balls. Okay. Oof. Yeah. That, that'll get an ultra broke in. <laughs> oh, dude. No, my dad had already swung it. He'd already swung at a tournament. He'd already he'd swung at the entire tournament. So oh, yeah. So he had, had already had quite a swing zone. Oh, very. And he, he he goes, and he looks at my brother. Like, I, this is what my brother told me after the fact. My brother played on the same team. He goes, he, goes uh, he looks at Philly. He goes, watch this. And, and the guy threw me a strike, and I hit it 400 and 430 feet in the trees. <laughs> into that, left that's, field. that's a poke. That is a when poke. I saw, when I saw it go, I actually, because I didn't run right away. Like, I was just so shocked. Because it felt like it was, you know how you know how when you pure a ball, it just feels amazing. Oh, yeah. On the hand. Yeah. So, and that's what that felt like. It felt, it was just, I pured it. Like, it's that perfect golf shot you know, where you hit it. It's just right down the fairway and you don't feel it. Yeah, right down like Broadway. That. Oh, dude. And it, I hit it, and I watched it go, and all I could do was watch it. And then I hear people behind me, go run, you know? <laughs> and I ran, and that was when I could run. So I, I was around the bases in like two seconds, and the guy was still getting the ball after I was already sitting on the bench, after I'd already scored. <laughs> so, so that was your I first mean, taste of composite bats. Oh, yeah. And that's not, oh, man, that wasn't the first nor the last shot. I got another story behind that. Many okay, fast forward many years later, own, own a lot of bats, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, playing tournaments, whatnot. I'm playing with my dad again. Uh, we were playing at uh, Afton Sports Complex. Um, it was just a league team my dad wanted to throw together just to, for an excuse to play with us again. Sure. And uh, 
We're playing in – are you familiar with Afton Sports Complex? Uh, I've been there uh, once, but it was so long ago, I don't really remember a whole lot about it. Okay, so when you go to the field, it's a diamond shape. So it's – when you go – when you, when you actually are looking at home play, it's your typical average diamond shape out to, you know, half diamond out to the fence. Okay. But then when you get out to the fence, because the fences are 300, it diamond shapes again to center, which it goes from being 300 to 450 feet to center. Kind of like Sturgeon. You remember the field in Sturgeon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it just takes up yeah, a whole city block. Just, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Like, it's not, because it's not really for softball, per se. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, um so we're on this field and it was, it was like probably the most unique, like, cause it, it didn't, there was no circle involved. Like, you know how a baseball field, you know, is obviously just, it ovals in the outfield. Right. So <clears throat> this was like another diamond. It like forked, like it, 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 it's the two ends met like in a corner in, right. in the back. Right. And it was 450. I, they had a sign out there that said 450. And I was like, man, that's a shot out there. It's kind of like the polo grounds, huh? Right. Oh, very. It was <laughs> so far. And uh, my dad walks up. My dad, had he has so many bats that he had, he had a cart that he brought all his bats in. So <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. I should take a photo and send it to you because uh, he still has it in his house. Um, so, which he's 80, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows that. And he still plays. I was going to so, ask you what, yeah. if, if he still gets around and plays a little bit at all. Oh, he plays a lot. Dude, that's he plays awesome. all the time. He plays it. For, if if you're ever up here, like on a Monday, like if you ever just take a day off and come mm-hmm. up here, like if you come up on a Monday or Wednesday or something like that, let me know and I'll take you to Fenton. And the Fenton on Monday and Wednesday is all the seniors. Yeah, so I know. It's all the seniors. I don't know if they do it every night, but I know I used to play league on Thursdays in Columbia, and every night uh, they have uh, all the seniors out there playing on one field. They all take some batting practice, and I believe they play a scrimmage game. We do. We play. Yeah, we play whenever I I, I try to go. Like you know, every every so often because work. A lot of those guys are retired, so they yeah. you know they can play. I mean, there's some guys like you'll see fifty year olds screwed out about you know I mean forty and fifty year olds screwed out about the sure. day off and they want to go play. I've met. I've seen Raymo out there. You know Raymo. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So Raymo's out like a couple weeks ago. I. I was out, or not more than a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. I was out there, and me and Raymo were out there hitting with his dad. His dad plays, too. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. His dad, dude, his dad hits oppo amazingly, like, just all the time. It's, it's all he know, does is right, right field line, right field line, every time. It's, and that's the thing, like, playing, you know, playing against the senior guys, they're they're so crafty that sometimes it gets, it's, gets taken for granted until you either, A, have to do it, or B have to play against it, you know. I, well, I remember uh, we we played a tournament. I've told this story several times on the podcast. I was playing with a bunch of young kids, and uh, there was supposed to be a silver and senior that weekend. Well, there wasn't enough teams uh, for senior, so they just decided to throw the senior team in with silver. And all these young kids are thinking like, "Oh, it's a bunch of old guys, you know. We're gonna we're gonna kick their butts," and and mm-hmm. they beat us. That they, they, yep. they, I mean, just the the look on the, on their faces after they beat us. I, I told them I was like. Do not do not sleep on them and be ready to field the ball because they're going to hit it at you. They're going to hit it at you. They're going to hit it around you. And they they base it. They had one guy that could hit home runs, and he hit one every time he was up. And other than that, they just base hit us to death. Oh, I got a st- oh, I got another story about that. Oh, I got another story about that. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So, what was my ori- what were we talking about originally? I'll go back. Uh, you were um, at Afton. Oh, Afton's first complex. I'll tell that, and then I'll tell the other story. Okay. 
So Aspen Sports Complex, going back to that, my dad rolls up with his cart, sees the umpire, because he wanted because it's our first game up there. He says, "Hey, what's the association? We had never played up there before." He goes, "What's the association up here?" He goes, "What? Uh, he goes, what's the bat restriction?" And he goes, "Well, you can use anything you want. You just can't use a wood bat." Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So my dad goes. My dad, without even missing a beat, turns around because we were getting ready to, you know, we were getting ready to put our bats on the fence. Pulls out the ultra one. Pulls up the ultra two and sets them on the fence and walk and gets his glove on and we start playing catch. I hit a ball that night because I we again I was this was like probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, he I hit a ball. Okay, so in left center, anybody who knows Afton who's listening, anybody who knows Afton Sports Company, when you hit it over the fence at left, there's like a little burn hill that goes up, and then I think there's a running track behind it. I, th- I believe that's a running track. So there's a, if you hit it over the running track, there's a little bit of, there's like some grass, grassy knoll area. And then there's an apartment complex beyond that. Uh, I hit a ball into the grassy knoll from there. So we're, we're, pulling up, we're pulling up Google earth here on the computer. See if we can't uh, try and try and, you know, draw, draw a visual picture for these listeners that are, mm-hmm. that are watching on YouTube. Uh, we are on podcast, uh, po- uh, excuse me. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. But if you're watching on YouTube, you get the uh, advantage of having visual aids. So let's go Afton. Is that in Missouri? Right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's in, it's called Afton Sports Complex. It's from. It's okay. So there, when you uh, probably from where you're looking at, like if, it depends on where you're looking at. Here, I'm going to do this with you. So because it's it's the second field facing. So let's see, I got the Afton Athletic Association practice fields, Afton Athletes Field. Okay, so we are here. Afton Sports Complex is down this way. I think it's off of is it Grant? Respect? No. I can I think I believe I can screen. There we go, Afton. There we go. There we go. I well, I'm trying to remember where it's at. I, I I've been there quite a few times, so it's been a long time since I've been there. Here, let's look at this. It'll pull it up on here. Sports complex. Athens Athletic Fields. Let's go with that one. Let me see. Athens Athletic Association. McNary. Wait, what road is that? I can't tell what for. Uh, yeah, Patrick, I'm getting there. Grant Forest. So here, check Grand out. Boy. Grand Boy. Okay, so, okay, yeah, it's off Grand Boy. Okay, yeah, so I was just getting ready to say, just check the screen here and make sure I got it pulled up right. Okay, um, let me see. If you're watching the feed, yeah. it'll be just a couple seconds behind here. Okay. Let me see Grand Boy Creek. Where's the, where's the parking lot? Okay, so we, okay, so uh, the high side, uh, okay. north north of where like if we're looking at straight down like this north here there's the parking lot it's okay. this field here it's the it's the i'm sorry i said this field here it says we're afton afton ballparks yeah. afton ballparks right oh there. i see it the square one yeah you see the square that's the one okay that's the one. my goodness look at that that is so awkward yeah. yeah why 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 would they do that 
Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm looking at it wrong. Okay, so go south. Go south. The parking lot. The south parking lot. Okay. South oh. Park. See. Okay. okay, so you got that. You got that. What a bunch wait, of weird on. ball fields. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of it. Okay, so Geo, you're careless here. Okay, so the second <laughs> okay, so I think I was right with the second one. It's really far. It's really, really far. So let's let's check some distances here. What yeah, check the distance, man. Go to the second field, check the distance. Is that you see how it's like just a big square? Uh, so let's see. I want to do a line. I'm gonna do a path. I'm so, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. Feet from here to here. 402 feet to dead center on that field. Okay. So, yeah, I swear it said 450. Oh, okay. I I bet it's this one up here then. Yeah. It was. Because that. 411. Okay, Gio, listen. Either way, we're talking a softball hit a really long ways, all right? Yeah, it was. Is this a fishing story? Did you add extra footage to that? Yeah. He's like, he's telling a tall tale, ladies and gentlemen. Well, yeah, I mean, is this a fishing story? Did you add feet to that? Did you count the roll, yeah, maybe? I probably, I probably, you know what, I probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, um, no, it, it, um, it was a really, it was a really far shot. I just remember when I hit it, it was just, it went way, way, way over the fence, like so far. And it was, and again, they were using like, I think, you remember Rowling, the Rowling Silverback Balls? Yes. Was it Silverback? Or was it? No. Yeah, Rolling Silverback. Yeah, they made Silverback really, softballs, yeah. They were really good. Like, the, these were like, four, I think they were 44, 400s. And okay. they were really good. Like, I don't know what they're... They said you could throw whatever you wanted. I didn't I didn't know that. And if I had I known that, I would have thrown in some 525s to go with <laughs> that. Which would have been... That would have been amazing. Or I'd have called up my boy Jesse and got me some stadiums. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, that would have been the 650, the get, 650 launches. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, get, they get you some ultimate evils. I mean, oh. the, the possibilities are endless. There are some guys I just, I would, there's some guys I would just be like, I would love to see them hit with a good bat with <laughs> a stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Just, like, one of the guys is Matt Holiday. Like, Matt, I always said Matt Holiday would be an awesome softball player because he's just got so much raw power and he's got that swing. I that mean, he could hit. He could hit a line drive four hundred fifty, like just five hundred feet. Yeah, Easy. let's 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 let him uh, be catcher or EH. So uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Watching him in left field all those years just made me hold my breath every time the ball went to left. <laughs> every time, like I understand. <laughs> I, I believe at one point he even had a gold glove, uh, but they must have just had nobody to, nobody else to give it to that year. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, you, I, I think aren't you staking that from like 2009 when you missed that? He missed that fly ball from uh, Dodger Stadium. So he he just he never really looked uh, graceful. You might say. I mean he he, he no, caught no. he caught all the routine stuff, but if it was anything outside of routine, uh, just hold your breath. I mean, it, yeah. it, But it couldn't be any worse than the time that. Uh, oh gosh, help me! He plays for the Braves now. Plays for the Braves now. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna oh, climbed the fence and the ball yeah. hit behind him. He won a gold glove. <laughs> yeah, he did in right in right field. Yeah, yeah man. For, for the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he's a. Uh, I you know part of me is like I'm kind of glad he left, but then part of me was like when he left, he went to the Braves and he became a stud. 
Like he he won the batting title and all that. Kind of he stuff. he was good. I always thought Marcelo's and he was good anyway. But hey, real quick, speaking of Cardinals, do the Cardinals make a deal for Juan Soto? Depends. Depends. Okay, so it depends on what you give up. If you're giving up, like if you're giving up Walker and Win, I say no. If they if they even ask for Walker and Win, you say no. I've Walker's seen Walker, Win, and Carlson. Walker, walk well. I mean, they can say what they want. If I were if I were a GM, I'd be like, nope, that's too much. You're, you're asking, you're basically, okay. So, when is going to be? He will be a shortstop for the Cardinals, given like three years, three or four years. Okay. Like I, I say, three years because he's moving pretty fast uh, through the system. So, I say Mason. Wynn, did you see the throw? Did you ever see a throw that, that guy makes from? Because he's a two way player, or he was a two way player. Okay. Now he's just kind of sticking to shortstop. But he can throw like over. He throws like 101 from the shortstop position. That's ridiculous. I, I did. I have he, seen the clip. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw the close. Yeah. You saw the clip of him throwing. It was. It's pretty ridiculous. What? But I mean, they're saying his bat is coming around. He's really hitting well. So uh, that's. It's like wow. It's like this guy could be, you know, like maybe another Edgar Renteria with a better arm. Oh man, Edgar Renteria was my guy. <laughs> So yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm not the biggest Juan Soto fan myself personally. Um, it's just with with today's youth. Today's youth is very arrogant, and he's a kid, so he's going to be arrogant because he's good at baseball. I yeah, but you put but you put him around guys like Goldschmidt and Arenado, who are stars, who handle their stardom with a sprinkle of grace. Yeah, I think that they can. You know, they would. He would be the type of guy they could put under his under their wing. Yeah. And say, listen, you know what? Yeah, you're a great star and everything like that, but here, do it this way. Yeah, and and you like, know? pardon my French, but like St. Louis has never really had like a true like uh, shithead player, you know, like that that player. Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> I just I don't know if I agree with that. But oh, okay, that, who, okay, um, who 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 you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, if you got to think about it, we didn't have one. No, no, no. I'm, just give me a second. I'm, I'm older, okay? You're oh, give me a so, okay. So we we can't pull back um, to the databases from the 80s, Gio, okay? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. To suit your uh, was, argument, of course well, we can. Was, hold on. Who was the guy? Okay, so basically the guy that we traded uh, to San Diego for Ozzie Smith. He was a jerk. Um, not George Kendrick. Um, yeah, you're you're talking way before my time here, brother. This um, this doesn't count. I didn't watch baseball then. It doesn't count. How's that? No, no, you can't Google it either. I'm telling Gary, you, Gary Templeton. Gary, I have. Sorry, I had to look. Gary Templeton. Gary no. Templeton. That guy was a, that guy was a jerk. I just couldn't remember his name. No, Gary no. Templeton. See, but you would see. Here's the deal. If he was that annoying, you would remember his name. But no. Okay. Would you let me tell you what he did? I just couldn't remember his name. Like right off. Like the, just in that particular. All moment. right, Gio. Listen, this know. is your podcast. Have the floor. Okay, so <laughs> Gary Templeton, okay, he was not playing well. Gussie Bush was upset with him. I mean, the organization just in general was upset with him. Whitey, Whitey Herzog, they had a big rift. They actually got into a fight in, in, the, um, in the dugout. That's actually, you can go back and watch clips of it. Uh, and he, he was just tearing him down. And Gary Templeton, the last straw was that when he was coming off the field, the fans were booing him because he was uh, like the prior, the year prior, I think he was like, he was, you know, winning back or not winning back top, but he was hitting like around 300. He was a really good player. Like okay. he was a really good player. And he just seemed like he was being lazy 
and he flipped off the fence. He, oh, that's that's cool. He hit him. He hit him up with you know double bullets. You know, right right in their faces. And we, Cardinal Fisher was just like, what? what are you doing? And uh, the Cardinals organization was like, nope, nope, we can't have that. So they traded for a very little known uh, shortstop, you know, who's who's just kind of San Diego's like, ah, oh, we don't want this guy. He's not going to turn into anything. He's a, He's a runt. He's a runt. He's a runt. Yeah, he can't. He can't. He he can maybe make a couple throws up the middle. And that's about it. Meanwhile, he goes is a Hall of Famer. Got a statue outside and stuff, yeah. named, and a whole park named after him. Yeah, look, look at him you now, know. right? Yeah. You know what Gary Templeton has named after him? A YouTube clip. <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably right. But listen, uh, uh, that's fair. I'll give you that one. But I'm talking like Cardinals of like recent years. Recent years, that yeah, are nobody. JD Drew. Yeah, JD Drew wasn't. Sh- while he while he played for the Cardinals. Yeah, that's what you, you said. Re- I said you said recent. That's more recent. It, it is, JD but Drew. A, a JD Drew really didn't have a lot of moments when he was in St. Louis. He had moments other places. I mean, that's obviously what got him in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say probably Col- big... Colby Rasmus. Uh, yeah, okay. He's kind of a hothead, yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, not, not a guy Joaquin, that I... Joaquin Andujar, even though he, people liked him, he, he was kind of a jerk. Not him, a... him and Whitey butted heads a lot. So. Not, a, not a guy that, that I look at and think, like, man, I just can't stand you. Like, that's... Like, that's... like oh, like, okay, um... I think, you know, I, people loved, like, um, who was it, Keith Hernandez when he played for the Cardinals in the 70s. And then once he left and went to the Mets, he was hated. Gio, I wasn't I mean, even I, thought I, of in the 70s. Why are you doing this to me? Well, um, because, man. Because. <laughs> I, well, you're, you're asking me about players that, that, that were hated, like by the, you know, that people that are or players that played for the Cardinals that were hated. Uh, I think – but when you talk to okay, so when you when you talk to former players or you interview with former players or anything like that, and they'll talk about like they'll, you'll catch on little hints, you know, just in the way they talk about other players. Like the one guy, okay, so this again, you may not know this guy, Danny Cox. You know Danny Cox? Nope. Danny Cox was a pitcher for the Cardinals in the eighties. He was a very good pitcher for the Cardinals. There's a few years where he was really good. He actually was the he pitched in the playoffs extremely well in 87. Um, but uh, he was a guy that everyone hated. Everyone on the team hated him because he, he was, he was like, he was like the version of Chris Carpenter, but like Chris Carpenter just would bring his stuff out to the field and just be a jerk on the field. Then once he got off the field, he was a nice guy. Sure. But Danny Cox was like, when he went off the field, he's like, I'm still going to kill you. You know, he was that guy. <laughs> he was that guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, speaking of killing people, is that shots? Is that gunshots? No, that's my dog. Actually, my dog <laughs> knows how to open it. My dog knows how to open every door in my house. Oh, that's handy. So yeah. no, so... <laughs> no, not not really. <laughs> so uh, he's, uh, you know, he's curious. <laughs> so I'm getting uh, I, I'm getting a baseball lesson here. I got I got Patrick and Jason uh, in the comment section here. You know, get like you're they're you're talking about these players and they're naming them off and and carrying on here. Uh, but another one is Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt. Uh, is one I kind of forgot about, honestly. You said Luke Foy. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't think he. But I wouldn't put him in that same category. He was. He was not a. He was not a jerk of a player. He was just. He had no place. Where are you going to put him? <clears throat> you know, it, 
Uh, I mean, I thought that, I mean, had we not traded him to New York, I mean, we wouldn't have got, was it, didn't we get Gallegos through that trade? I believe so. so I mean, uh, that, Gallegos and something else, right? Uh, oh, shoot, that lefty that we won a VFA. I, I can't, uh, shoot, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now, but we won a DFA and he was, oh, Shreve, Jason Shreve. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I I feel like I shouldn't even remember his name because he sucked at that. Like, we got him, and like, oh, it's like, we got these great, you know, it's like, Gallegos could be a piece for the future, but, man, we got Chase and Shreve, he's great, you know, it's awesome, and we get him, and he sucks. Sure, yeah. Gave up, like, he was like, who was the guy that we signed uh, from uh, from Toronto? Um, You remember? Um, Recently? Yeah, within the last, like, five years. Um, He was a guy from Toronto. He came here. We gave him actually a lot of money, and he did nothing. Position? Um, He was a pitcher. He was a a middle reliever. Um, Oh. uh, Come on, on, Chad. Help us out. Yeah, really. You know. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm talking about. He had a a mullet. Yeah. uh, Yeah. um, mm. Patrick is saying Whitey got rid of Keith because of Coke. Yeah. Dude, if teams got rid of guys because of cocaine in the 80s, nobody would have played. And I say that. I say that with absolute certainty. The 86 Mets, like just for example, took every drug everywhere. They were the Keith Richards of baseball. So it, I, I say it. You're looking it up, aren't you? Yeah, um, I, I, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> anyway, I, I, won't, I won't think of it. But <laughs> did, did you, well, hold on. Um, let's see. Uh, I remember the hair, and for whatever reason, uh, Andrew Miller comes to mind, but that's not where Andrew Miller came from. Andrew Miller came from... Uh, and, Andrew Miller was actually uh, Brett, it, C- Brett Cecil. Brett Cecil. Okay, okay. That was his name, Brett Cecil. Brett Cecil for all those out there in the podcast world that... Uh, I mean, I could, <laughs> Jason I mean, Hernandez is Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, talk- I was just talking about the 86 Mets. You know, I'm actually... I mean, I'm friends with him on Facebook, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, for real? Uh, I talk to him. I talk to him every once in a while. Yeah, nice. We talk about yeah. Uh, he uh, he's a super nice guy. He's actually a, a pastor now. I heard. I heard that. Good yeah, friend. he's a pastor now. He's a really nice guy. He um, he's very candid about you know talking about the eighties and that kind of stuff. Because I mean, he played for let's let's just face it. He played for an iconic team. Yeah. Eighty six Mets. If you you can't talk about the eighties without like especially baseball in general and not talk about the eighty six Mets. So they you were know, the most. They were the most volatile. They were the most volatile group of individuals that could play baseball. So you, you know, you're you're talking about, uh, you know, living living on the big stage, right? You talk about playing for for the big organizations, like like he played for the Yankees. You know, I heard an mm-hmm. argument a while back talking about Derek Jeter, um, and the fact that like Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter was good at baseball, but well, Derek Jeter anywhere else wouldn't carry the name and the legacy that he carried while he was in New York, but because he was, but what people don't stop and think and realize is he did that on that stage. Yeah. I I don't hate that argument because like Jeter never blew me away, but Jeter never made those like, those like, what were you thinking mistakes either? No, Jeter was, Jeter was, um, he was, I mean, he was a good, he was a, obviously, you know, he was a good fielder. Oh Yeah. His, his fielding UCR would probably tell a little bit of a different story. I watched him make a couple pretty, really great plays, like just, you know, like above average plays, but nothing like he was, 
to me, he was never like after you see Ozzy play, you know, growing up, it's really hard to, or, or even Barry Larkin, for example, you watch those two guys play, everybody else kind of pales in comparison. So Jeter, it takes a lot to, Jeter it takes was, a lot to wow me if you if you're going to play shortstop after seeing Ozzy and Barry Larkin. I mean, those are two Hall of Famers. Sure, absolutely. So. And, and like Jeter, one thing was like Jeter uh, had had a decent skill set. He was a good athlete and he was very consistent. Yeah, see, that's the thing. He was he was the model of consistency, and he was a great hitter. Yeah, he was a great hitter. Yeah. He was a clutch hitter. I mean, that's why you know his name, he's Mister November. That's his that's his name. Yeah, because so. he, he it, all I had to do was get him there. All they yeah, had to do was right. get him there. <laughs> he just, it's almost like because he like he, hitting was never even up to his last season. Hitting was never a problem for him. He could always hit. He, both for average and had a little bit of power too. Like even if like there's a couple of well, my home runs, but yeah. Now we're we're talking Yankee Stadium power here. Let's be fair. <laughs> you know, I said the same thing about Matt Carpenter. <laughs> we were talking about because we were talking about Matt Carpenter, uh-huh. and I know I'm dogging Matt Carpenter. I got a photo actually on my phone. I showed some to you too of where I met Matt Carpenter. I, oh, I really? met him years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike took. I was going to Academy of Sports for a completely unrelated reason. Like it was for my daughter's soccer thing. Like I, I go and buy her stuff like every year. Like I have to buy her new stuff for club soccer. Yeah, sure. And we were at uh, Academy Sports, and I saw a sign that says Matt Carpenter signing seven o'clock. And it was I looked at my I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to be here in like twenty minutes. I'm like, <laughs> all right, kids. I'm like, let's go let's go to the line. We're going to get an autograph. <laughs> yeah. So I went I went and got an autograph, and then I took pictures on my phone of me and uh, Matt Carpenter, which I thought was really cool. And he's a he was really really nice to my kids. He was like extra nice to my children. So, so I, I've heard that, that he is a is a very good person. He's a very uh, very humble person. He just was not it, man. He he had one good big big year, a few decent years, and then he just like he just fell off. And I'm glad that he's playing well in New York. Uh, the the short fences is not why he's hitting the way he is in New York. He he's found it again. But a guy that's that, my joke. That's my joke. That's yeah, yeah, my, yeah. That's my joke. Is I go on there and I say, I say, oh man, it's that, it's that Yankee, it's that Yankee Stadium. It's I know it says three. I know it says like you know three three fifteen, but it's really like two ninety six. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. So that's, like it's like it's like hitting to the Crawford boxes. I mean, it's you know over. Is it still Minute Maid? No, it's probably not Minute Maid anymore. It's something. Uh, else. I think it is. No. Is it Minute Maid still? I maybe I don't know. They, it was Minute Maid it, when Albert Pujols hit that uh, hit that home run off Brad Lidge. Do you know that? Right. Well, well <laughs> oh yeah, oh, of course I do. It was funny. I, I remember, saw somebody. I remember, put where I, I remember exactly where I was when that happened. I remember exactly. Like so, you know, how some moments you watch baseball, and you know exactly. Or it, it doesn't matter. It could be anything in your life. You remember exactly where you were when something happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I was sitting. I was sitting because I was upset that like I was. I remember being upset that. Um, that we were that we were down in the series, you know, and it was the Cardinals. You know, the Astros were actually really good with the three Bs that year, and it was just like, and I was kind of I was hoping the Cardinals pulled through, but I didn't think they had enough pitching that year, and I and I just and all this stuff's going through my head, and then Pujols comes up and does that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like screaming <laughs> at the TV, and uh, I was in my I was in my apartment watching it on my television, so and I just. Yeah, so any any time I talk about this, 
I post it somewhere. So we're just going to watch it right here in the podcast. Oh, <laughs> this, was... this is this is by far no question about it. My hey, favorite. Before you, before you roll this clip out, before you roll this clip out, I want to say this about the clip. I don't know if they show it in this particular thing, but and there's because there's multiple angles on this. Uh-huh. Like if you look at different broadcasts, there's one of Andy Pettit where he's lipping, and you can read his lips. He goes, "Oh my god!" Like, that. <laughs> like when after Pujols hit it. <laughs> so uh, I saw somebody post on Facebook uh, said. Uh, you know, Pujols, they announced that Pujols was going to hit in the home run derby, and somebody said, somebody called Brad Lidge so Pujols could win this derby. <laughs> yeah, Lidge, throw up some of those, uh, throw, throw some of those fluffy sliders. Yeah, give me another one of them sliders. Here, let's, let's roll the clip. And let them go to work. That was just amazing. Oh, man. My, yeah, my favorite. Oh, that's, probably, that's probably my favorite Pujols moment. I, I know, you know, in the 2011 World Series, him hitting three home runs against Texas, that was that was pretty awesome, too. But, I mean, to hit a clutch home run like that in a situation where you're down in the series and you need to score runs and to come up clutch like that in a way, in your in a way park, you know, you're playing away from home, is just it's Dude, unbelievable. Just an, an absolute nuke. Nuke. <laughs> I think if those if that would have been like made out of like like just regular like like you know glass like like you know people's like people's home glass or just regular glass, it would have just shattered the glass. It would have looked awesome <laughs> if you did that. Just the ball hit the glass and just blew it up. Yeah, that, absolutely. So uh, and then he hit another one. Uh, maybe a year or two later, hit another one all like off the train. So I, I believe, if I remember correctly, the train was returning from uh, a home run the previous inning before, because when they hit a home run, the train runs, right? So, right. Um, I did believe... you ever see the one, did you ever see the one he hit to right center in, uh, I think it was right center, in, uh, was it, uh, over uh, in Arizona, when we were playing the Diamondbacks. It, I mean, he's hit a lot of them there, but um, there was one in specific that he hit in Arizona, where because they had that pool, you know, they still mm-hmm. had that pool. Yeah. Well, he hit, he hit it way back there near the pool, and he like some guy wasn't paying attention, and like the ball, like you could see him turning, and he it's like he turned, saw the ball, oh my gosh, and flew into the pool. Like it was, <laughs> the pool was his yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, I do remember over. that. I do remember pool. that. Yeah, it was all oh, it was amazing. I was like, I was like, Pujols is not only killing people with his balls, but you know, he's destroying lives. You know, like uh, Brad Lidge. Uh, yeah, guys like that. Hey, he was, the, he was never the same either, and I don't care who says what about it. He was never the same. Not even when he went to the Phillies, he wasn't the same. No, no. not at all. So, uh, r- real quick, listen, let's, 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 what's that? No, I, 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 I got put in timeout. I got put in timeout for, oh. yeah, so I, I got a warning that says, heads up, copyright audio in your video stream. Your stream may be temporarily blocked. So, uh, just tell them to shut up. Say, yeah. you, know, you shut up. So let's let's divert back to softball to kind of finish shut things up, out man. here. Uh, you know, I told you I'm giving you an hour. We're gonna let you stretch it just a little bit. But listen, okay, we're not gonna get we're not gonna make this a habit, Geo. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> so okay, you're Mister Mikan. You like snacks your... would be proud. Snacks would be proud. <laughs> yeah, he would. You're Mister Mikan. You like your Mikan bats. So I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. What is one Mikan that if you had to swing it for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
weight, original, load, whatever. Okay, the original Mike, the original balanced Mike and Psycho. Oh, the, the original Psycho. Okay. Yes. I that figured, bad. I figured for I was, sure you were going to hit us with an ultra. No, 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 no. I, 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 no, I love the ultras. I, okay. To me, it's like if I okay. So if, it's kind of. A, I love the question because it opens it up to pretty much anything. Sure. But I mean, as much as I love the ultra, because the ultra is like the, that's the ultimate bat. I mean, there, there, there is no bat above that. But to me, that psycho, like my psycho, just as I swung it more and more and more, and I, I, I probably put like fifteen hundred swings on that bat. Let's see which, which one more, was that. That was the MS, I think it was MSPU. It was like the MSPU. It was it was a 14-inch barrel, and it was, I think it was one of the first 14-inch barrels they featured. Um, and but it was it was gray, like had a gray and black barrel, and it said Psycho across it. Yeah, I think I've got it and, pulled up here. Yeah, it's 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 it, yeah. It was the original. That was the original Psycho when like I saw a it. Black barrel, gray handle. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, we're thinking of the same And I way. swung it. I should have never, like, I should have never sold it. That, that was one of those bats that, it's kept the, the the seller's remorse thing, where uh-huh. you sell it, and you're like, oh, no, why did I sell that? That was amazing. Because <laughs> I, well, what I bought with that, I, let's see, I took that, and I got the, actually, I got two bats out of the deal. I, uh, I wound up getting that original recoil. I remember you were talking about on yeah. the podcast before that orange recoil. Uh-huh. I got that, and then I got the, um, uh, and then I, I at the tournament with Bohica, I bought, I, I took the wrapper off and used it, um, the Revex. Yeah, the original that original Revex, which I I had up until two years ago. Oh, the, the Revex. Hey, the Revex was fun. I, I broke the rules on my Throwback Thursdays for that one, and I'm glad I did. That was a fun bat. Yeah. Oh, very, very. I, I love that bat. So what Pat, was the other question? So, Pat, well, question? real quick, Patrick wants to know: Have you ever swung the MXB? I personally have not, but I know Wait, where there's that, one new and rapper one, here in town. Was that the one with the? Uh, was that the the one that came in pieces? Yeah. Yeah, you could interchange that the, the handle and the barrel, and no, I believe no, you could adjust. I, never swung that. I believe you could even adjust the uh, the loading in it as well. I saw it, but it like at the time, uh, you couldn't find a deal on one. Like that was at the time. I think those were the most expensive bat like on the market at the time. Like sure. you could get at the time, you would get you could probably pick up a psycho for like one one forty one fifty. At the time, you could, and then the MXB. The cheapest one I ever found was like three hundred. Well, I mean, Gio, stop was, thinking about it. You're them. buying, you're buying one, you're buying, you're making one purchase and buying multiple bats. I mean, we can mix and match and carry on. And <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I mean, I guess if, but I mean, it's like I almost feel like that's like swinging a micro machine, or you know, like a like a like a Lego or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, you're like you think it's gonna fly apart every time you swing it. Right, it's like you swing it. It's just like if it's not clicked in like a socket. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like yeah. If click, you don't feel like, it click twice, like, you're screwed. Right, you, you click it in, and then you go to swing it, and then it hits the ball, and then the barrel goes further than the ball. You know? oh, okay, so Patrick says, yeah, it came with two barrels. It came uh, with a max load and a balance. I remember that now because the one that's here in town, new and wrapper, uh, he's got the handle screwed into one of them. Like the the like instead of it being like in the wrapper, the two barrels are wrapped together. 
Wait, there's a guy who lives in town that has one? Yes. That, that lives in town? Really? Yeah, he, he lives here and in he's town. he's holding on to it? Uh, yeah, dude, he's got uh, countless bats. He's got uh, a bunch of old school Mikans. He's got a bunch of uh, the, what, remember when the Jeff Hall Jits, the, the pink and like uh, metallic silver ones came out? He bought mm-hmm. a bunch of those. He's got a bunch of old Eastons. Uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say he's probably sitting on 50 or 60 bats that... Uh, unfortunately, really aren't worth a ton of money now unless somebody's just like in the market for that bat. But I mean, he he's I, I tried saying, hey, you know, the market's getting ready to take a crap, but uh, he enjoyed having them, so <laughs> you know, he's just hanging on to them. Well, I don't understand why. Like, see that 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 concept is never is that I've never understood that concept. I understand liking a bat and using it until it dies, and then or maybe buying more than once so you can have a backup. Because um, I I mean, really. No two bats are the same, and you know that from swinging. Sure. You know, so you could buy the same bat and have two of them, and one's not the same as the other. So he had, like a, had he, he ran a team, and he wanted to make sure his guys had what they needed to win. That, well, that's, that's what that's what it dwelled I mean, down to. But I mean, that's I, I feel like I mean, I guess if you have the money and you're a collector, like I play guitar too. I've been playing guitar for thirty years, and I don't collect guitars. I just everything I have, I I play. Sure. And, but there are some guys out there, like I've got a neighbor down the street who is a guitar player as well, and he, but he collects. He's got like he's got like fifty guitars in his house. Holy smokes! But he's also, that, that's that's he's, he, Well, he's single. He's single, and he has no. He's single. <laughs> doesn't have any children. Works a really great job. You know. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he deserves to have a have a, a house full of guitars if he's not going to spend it on yeah. anything else. Then. <laughs> right. So I mean, if, I guess if that were the, if I were in the same position, I'd probably have like. 50 bats down here just <laughs> setting them on stuff and be like what do i want to use today hmm, yeah, right. feels like a feels like a combat kind of day hey now, now we're talking well that's what i'm saying you're, you're i know you're a big combat guy yeah so you, you were a big combat guy mixing mixing brands here so uh we talked about the one mic and you would swing if you had to swing a mic in favor what is what is one bat non-micing that you if you if you had to swing it what would it be it's predictable, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sun Coast. Oh, that's fair. Love that's, the Sun Coasts. I, I honestly figured, I know at one point, uh, you know, it's one of Matt Allen's favorite stories to tell you. You got sold on the Easton B1 there for a little bit. Uh, okay, so, well, dude, you, how could you pass? You can't pass up a deal. It was like freaking 80 bucks for those bats at the time. Yeah. No, they, were, they sold like, okay, so when Matt sent, I don't know if it was Matt that sent me that deal. He sent like he sent me a message. Hey, this you know this site's got these you know the B ones on sale. Just you should get one. And I'm like, that's a pretty good. I even sold my dad on. I was like, Dad, you want to get this B ones like eighty bucks? He's like, Well, yeah, heck yeah, it's a free <laughs> bat. You know, it's yeah. like pretty much a free bat. He, so we went and they came all with together. A, was that the year they came with a, or they came with a four hundred day warranty? Was that that year? Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, those were full. I was it a four hundred day? What, yeah, it was. It one was. of the years yeah, they came with right. a four hundred day warranty, but I can't remember what year it was. Uh, actually, Ryan has still got the inloaded version of that. The L1, yeah, ooh. The, the L1, he's still got the L1. He, I, I, I saw it like, dude, you still swing that? He's like, yeah. He goes, it's got like, he goes, I got eight thousand swings on it. The thing won't break. And, <laughs> yeah, and, it, just, and it just keeps getting better. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's one of you know, I, the Eastons. Like, I always thought that Eastons were always made for guys that love to BP, and I think Mizuno followed suit with that as well. Whenever they created their models. Is what was it? The craze? Is it the craze? Uh huh. Yeah. The other one? Yeah. It was the craze that like that was Matt was telling me about that. He goes, dude. He goes, I keep hitting this bat, and he finally broke it. Like eventually, he broke it. 
but it was it was another one of those bats that just so you couldn't do that with a combat. You couldn't do that with a combat because no, combats were a bit softer barrels. And I and there's a few that I, I swung that I liked. I, I really liked the um, what was it the uh, what was the one that I had? I had I had two or three. I had the B one. Remember the original B one? Yeah. The bomb. Okay, mm-hmm. so I had one of those. I had the if you ever swung the senior model version of those. Oh my gosh. I did not like, swing the like, senior, but I I swung uh, the the Mike Masinko, uh was it the Mike Masinko senior gear? Yeah. Oh wow. no no no! My dad my dad actually has got that. My dad has that bat. The yellow one. He has it. Yes, the yellow oh. one. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. Man. So he's trading it. He's actually getting ready to trade it. What's he looking for? Well, okay. So well, it's not what he's looking for. He's trading it for to a guy, another senior player, who has got. A bat that he wants. It's got a. It's a melee reloaded. Oh yeah. My, my dad really likes. He like I got. Um, I I threw a friend through Jeremy Brooks. You know you know Brooks. Uh-huh, you know yeah. Jeremy Brooks. Uh-huh. Okay, so Jeremy Brooks um, had he had a bunch of bats one year. Like this is right. This was the year I was going to start playing senior ball. And Jeremy goes, dude, I got all this. I got all these senior bats because if you want something, you know, just contact me. I said, all right. So then I talked to my dad. My dad started talking about it. He goes, I swung this bat at BP. It's called a melee reload. He goes, you ever heard of him? I go, yeah. I go, in fact, my buddy Jeremy's got one. I was like, uh, do you want one? He goes, well, tell me what weights he has. So he, I, he wound up getting a 27.5. But he, then after swinging it, you know, because it was new and wrapper, after swinging it, I sold it for him. And he said, I'd rather have a 26.5. And then this other guy, like, you know, you bring it to today, uh, is this My the dad, 2019 uh, melee reload? Jason wants to know. The 2019 melee? That- no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that? Yeah, it's the blue. It's it's blue with like uh, white lettering. It's just it's an it's an Adidas bat, not a Suncoast. It's an Adidas bat. It's got white lettering. It says melee. It says melee reloaded on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're we're thinking the same. Yeah. Way. It's yeah. It's it's a really good bat. And it's, it's one, it's, I think it was the last Adidas model before they flipped over to Suncoast. Okay. So it was, but the Suncoast, Jesse, I got to, I got, I, I know we're stretching for time, but I, I got to tell you about the Suncoast. Cause so what Suncoast are you swinging right now? I swing the Curtis Wolf balanced, uh, Sun, uh, uh, diamond series, which it's, I swing a 27 ounce balanced. And I'm eventually I'm going to probably get the uh, there was the 20 or 2021 or 2022. Um, uh, this is going to flip you out. Half ounce inload melee. Well, no, you're not. Green. Yes, yes, dude. I swung it in. Uh, I swung it in the tournament. Billy, Billy, you know, Billy, Billy Shaletter. I've heard the name. You, okay, so Billy plays with the senior team and he. He bought it off of Sal, Sal Orlando. Uh-huh. You know yeah. Sal. Uh-huh. Okay, so he bought it off Sal, and then he comes over, peels the wrapper off. Billy comes up. It has it had literally, because he hit a line drive, base hit for his first hit. Second hit, he hit a home run with it. Dang. He hands it to me with the, he, okay, so he hands it to me with the bases loaded. This is like later in the game. We were, I think we were chasing like seven or eight at the time. In our first game, we were just getting, we had to knock the rust off. I had the bases loaded. I hit a grand slam to uh, right center with it. 
I mean, and I, it wasn't just a fence. It wasn't a fence script. I hit it way over the fence. Way <laughs> See, over. See, dude, those bats so, are good, man. They're so and good. And it was, and, and I told him, I said, man, I go, I typically don't like inloaded bats, but I really, it, the, the way it felt, it didn't feel like a log on the end of it. Like, you know, some inloaded bats you get because of the handle weight, counterweight, that center of balance. And, you know, they put the in weight on and they put all, they put so much weight in the handle and it kind of, you'll either give it that half ounce or they're starting to do like three quarter ounce in load. Yeah. Or, right. You know, right. Max work. So it, it really didn't, I didn't get that when I swung it and I, and it felt really good when I came, when I kind of came to the zone with it. And I also felt that way about the, uh, that Easton that I swung. Remember the one that me and snacks did the video for? Oh uh, yeah. Helmer? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the Helmer. Yeah. We, so we did, we did the, um, we <laughs> snacks is going to wrap it up, B wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's funny that he's doing that. I'm getting three hours out of the snacks. No, no, you're getting about five more minutes and then we're going to reconvene <laughs> next week. <laughs> uh, okay. So Eric is saying it was, I swing enough set for seniors. Oh, those are, those are good. Um, they're okay. Actually, I watched uh, the senior softball guys do another review a redo review on those and uh, they have a little bit different opinion about them because they're the, the barrels like go soft way too quick and uh, they break really easy. They're very brittle. Like they're within 400 swings. Usually there's people are snapping those. Wow. Um, I don't know how many, I don't know if you've snapped any Eric, but I would just be cautious of, of those. Uh, but they're making, okay. So the dichotomy between, senior bats and u-trip bats now is that in senior bats they're making the barrels like like on certain bats they're making the bar- the barrels softer and the reason they're doing that is because senior players need that extra little excuse me that extra oomph on the end of their swing they're making it for players that are like 60 and above so when so like for certain bats like they'll make the barrels harder and then Really, like, because Dave Velasquez will say on his page, he'll say, he'll say, you know what, for younger guys, the 40 guys playing, he goes, buy these bats. He goes, use them until you get, he goes, until the ball doesn't come off as good. He goes, and then try to sell them to guys that are like 60 and above. He goes, because they'll be able to use them. So, like, if you, you know, got a senior bat and you put five or 600 swings on it, if you can get that many, then sell it to a guy, a senior guy, like a 60-year-old or above, and they'll get like another 400 out of it. Really? Or 500. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of his, he goes, I don't swing hard like you guys. <laughs> I have no idea how old you are, Eric. He goes, and, no, and then Jason, I'll answer you. says, I have the 2019 Adidas Ruckus with the U-Trip 220 stand. Those are great. Those are great. The, the Ruckus, it's one of those bats I wish I would have gotten because they were, you know, the balance version is really good. It's got a 13 inch barrel. It's very comparable to the, um, to the senior model. Um, I think it's, I think those are one piece instead of two piece. Um, the melee threes are a one piece. Uh, those are additionally really good. Um, Dudley just came out with a new doom. If you guys are into the, two I saw that. The I piece. saw those just dropped. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the Dudley dooms are, I don't know what you think about the U-trip models. I know you didn't like one of them, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, no, the, uh, help me the one piece bats. It was like the black one, right? Wasn't no. That, wasn't that right? Yeah. They made some one-piece bats. They were absolutely terrible. 
but I cannot well, they, for the life of me think of what they were. But they're they're no they're they're Dudley Doom the the two twenties uh, they're they were great like really I, like okay, a, so like a baller I, on a budget kind of bat. Uh, the one issue we had was uh, I think maybe one of them maybe two I had a bunch of glue break loose inside the barrel. Oh, so it had the rattle. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's, you know that's that's to be expected. I I think if I ever got rid of a bat because of a little bat rattle, I would have got rid of a lot of bats because you know. The, oh no! It, it was it, like it, ex- it was like gravel inside the bat. <laughs> Oh, I want to, you know what? I want to sidebar just for a second and give Jason Hernan uh, big ups. His team, uh, his team won won their tournament uh, recently, their senior tournament over on the East Coast. Hey, nice work, Fred. Awesome. Nice work. And he's going, he's going to, uh, they're, he's taking his team to like the Eastern Championships this weekend. So I tell him good luck. I tried to give him some pointers. They're playing a team called MTS, which is really, they're really good. They're, uh, they're a team out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. They're really good. Uh, they hit really well and they really, they're, they're major, but they probably should be playing like up in major plus, but whatever they, but they're really, they're a good group of guys too. Very, very nice. Very, 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 very nice. Sidebar to your sidebar. The Dudley demolition is the bat I was thinking of. That's what it was. Okay. Terrible. I was thinking terrible. (laughs) I remember I I was listening to your, you know, I watch your videos of course. And, uh, uh, I I watch your stuff over those uh, other guys from Portland. Hey, Well, those other, well, those other, those other guys supporting are like every bat's good. Like, hey, look at this man! It's freaking awesome, dude! They like play it up for the camera. It's like, dude, just calm down, take a breath. They, they, they're, the yeah, they're they're excited guys. I mean, they, they they're high energy. I, I don't I don't hate that, but it, it's it's not for everybody. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but it's just like it's like every bat they swing. Like, man, this thing's wonderful. It's like, dude, really, every bat you swing is wonderful, really. I mean, it's, it, like, it's the hitter. It's the hitter. <laughs> I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's just it, it, like okay. So if we're talking like, because I, I personally like if I'm swinging a 240 bat today, which I'm not, but if I'm swinging a 240 bat, Louisville, Louisville or Suncoast, go, for sure. Louisville, well, Louisville, probably uh, probably both. Uh, I think I would swing the Louisville Genesis balanced, and probably the newest Ruckus, the one with the tacky barrel. Yeah. So, and I do hate that uh, a lot of people are sleeping on the other brands, just kind of sidebarring off into into the U-Trip bats for a minute. Uh, A lot of people are sleeping on the other brands. Uh, Mike still makes good stuff. War still makes good stuff. Probably two of my favorites, non-Suncoast and Louisville, uh, have been the Stadium and the Food Dog and the Red Bat. But I'm going to get punched. punched People don't hardly talk about it at all. Well, I'm going to get punched in the jaw for saying this, but I don't think Mike is making really anything all that great. Yeah, uh, just not remind lady, me next time lady. I see you and uh, put a mouthpiece yeah. in. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, when you're talking, like Louisville figured something out, and so did, oh yeah, and so so did, so did Suncoast. They found them like they like with their. I, I know that the ruckus was good, you know, prior when they were Adidas, and but when they when they hit when Suncoast took over that company and they became their own thing. And I think they, because they got a new bat developer, or they got picked up somebody from another. I don't like, know. From like, I think it was the guy from Mikan who designs their bats. Once they picked up like some new guy redesigning their bats, and they came out with the melee series, they just took off. Yeah, just and, took off. Man, Matthew Clark also mentioned the Pure Two Forties. I forgot all about them. The Pure Two Forties are, are excellent too. You see those all over uh, DW's uh, conference clips. Well, okay. The pure now I swung one once and it was okay. I I guess I guess I'm not a fan of 
Like, I guess you just have to swing them a lot to get used to them. To me, it's like pure feels like pure feels stiff to me. Every yeah. pure I've swung, they feel extremely, extremely stiff. And they, and I was like, how many, like, cause I remember I was swinging, whose was I? So I was swinging PJ had PJ Brueggemann. Yeah. I swung his and I was like, you might if I try that proof. No, go ahead. And I picked it up and I swung it and I was like, how many swings you got on this? Oh, I got like 700 on this. I'm like, really? Cause it felt, I mean, it didn't feel like I, I felt like I hit barrel, like right in the center. Mm-hmm. That ball went to the outfield. You know, it was, it was decent. It reminded me of hitting the, the, that inload of Genesis when they first came out with the Genesis line, yeah. I swung both the balance and the inload just to try the inload. Uh-huh. And the inload of Genesis, I hit it. It felt like a log, like when I when it hit on the barrel, but the exit speed was there. Like I, I like it, it flew to the outfit. Like yeah, it was from my bat to the outfit. Yeah, they're they're, they're tight. I, they're tight for sure. And it was and but but I also but when I swing the the balance model, it feels more loose. Like I feel I swung at Genesis, it feels more loose, like a bit more comparable. And maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I don't want to swing bats that just have tight barrels anymore like that. So I think just part of the theory behind softer. that too is like uh, the, the inloads uh, could provide a little bit of different feel feedback wise because the inload is going to kind of drive through the ball and maybe compress the barrel a little more, right? Right. Um, I, 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 I mean, I think they found something. I mean, that's like I said, those inloads, people like them. People yeah. like those those Louisville inloads. I, I don't blame them because I've seen them in action. They're, they're <laughs> I, in fact, I swung one. Um, uh, well, actually, I had two instances. Of, okay, so the first one was this guy that I played. And he came over and subbed with us in league on Sunday. I said, "Do you mind if I swing that?" Because I'm kind of I'm anxious. I didn't want to try one. This is a few years ago. Right? And he goes, "Sure, you go right ahead." And it was a 26. I probably shouldn't have swung because it was an ounce lower than what I'm used to swinging. Sure. So I kind of always feel like when I do that, I overswing a little bit. But on this, I was right on the ball. I was right on it. And I hit a line drive, and I took the third baseman's glove off. Like well, that's rude. It, a little bit, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not even exact. Like you know how I was exact. You know, you say I was exaggerating yeah. about the distance. Yeah. I'm totally not exaggerating about the story. Oh, so you're not telling me another fishing story? No, I'm not. If you can say, you can come on here and tell. You can come on here and tell that story. I'm not telling another fish story. I caught this fish that was. That was, you know, three times the size, you know, of yeah. a regular catfish. You, you got to hold it really close to the camera. Right. <laughs> you see how big it is? Yeah. But the, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, uh, that, the, the, now, and that's what, and, and Louisville also put out a decent, uh, they put out a decent senior bat with the Richest Superior remake. Uh, that was, that, I don't know if you've seen those, those are green and white. Those are Yeah, great, I've actually reviewed them. bats. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I watched your review on them. I'm sorry. Well, sorry, man. I, I don't watch every you, review. You just said you watch. You no, know, you just said like five minutes ago you watch all my videos. <laughs> I do watch. Okay. okay, so I'm telling another fishing story. So the okay, well, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> we tell just tell you fishing tall story. Tales. We <laughs> just call this Geo's Tall Tales. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what we'll call the next one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they no, but seriously, they um uh. See now, I mean, you got me thinking. Geo's Tall Tales is like chapter two <laughs> of, of the epic saga of BP Hero. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I'd say Louisville's. I'd say if I was swinging today, I'd swing Louisville's. Probably Louisville's. Probably not Monikins. Probably Louisville's, Suncoast, and that's probably it. I, I uh, maybe maybe a De Marini here and there because I I know the De Marini's U trip is really coming around. Yeah, like De Marini's two forties are great. 
Yeah. So, and I'm not, I honestly, I'm not really a fan of the two forties, but then again, I don't know anybody who's my age who really likes the two forties. Really. I mean, they, they, they are even just guys like, you know, like you're like, you're in your mid thirties. So you remember when there was two twenties and there's two forties. So oh, it's like, nice. you have this and you, and there's a world of difference between the two twenties and the two forties. Right. I mean, it, and then when you go out to tournaments, you watch guys hitting and, you know, not everybody's hitting a bomb. You know what I mean? Which is Weird, nice right? because, <laughs> well, I mean, it's nice because, you you know, it turns base hitters back into base hitters and home run hitters into home run hitters. Yeah, it, it makes you earn your hits. Right. I, I agree. And that's when you said that. You've actually said that on your video. You said, and I, I agree with that 100% because I got tired. I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you a story. We went, and this is a Kankakee story. We were in Kankakee because I was thinking when you said that, I thought I'll never thought Kankakee. There was this team called Red Rum. Yes, I'm going to call you out. If there's anybody involved with the Red Rum team, I'm calling you out right now. Oh, so, Lord, here we go. Now my podcast is going to go viral for the wrong reasons because Gio's telling fishing <laughs> stories again. I'm not, this is not a fishing story. This is absolutely <laughs> true. I hope Matt's listening because Matt or some of the or Ryan or anybody who's listening, they can tell you. They'll, they'll, they'll share the sentiment. Trust me. <laughs> okay. There's a team called Red Rum. They're out of central Illinois. And I'll even can tell you that Al Kinnon, you know Al Kinnon? Uh-huh. Okay, so Al Kinnon can vouch my story, and he'll, he he can vouch what they do to their bats. Now, you remember how I tell you I'm so against, like, shaving bats and all that stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. Which, when, we, when I come on the podcast again, we will totally go into all of that if you want to. I can, I can, I can dive on that for days. Listen, pal, but, you've already booked one episode a half hour over. I don't know how, I mean, how many of these episodes you want to get, but you tell me you're going to tell me a lot of stories. <laughs> Okay, so I, you know, I have a million of them. Because um, <laughs> I remember you say here, I'm just going to throw this out there, that you did say that if Gio, you said Geo could, t- could talk for days. You said that on hey, your podcast I, before. I, yeah, I'm I guilty as charged. I, I did say that, but I meant it when I said it. <laughs> so who's telling stories now, Judd? Uh, no, finish your story so we can wrap this All podcast right. up, and we'll All reconvene right. so, at a later date. <laughs> okay, so Red Rum, the Team Red Rum, okay. Yes, Red Rum, I hope you're listening. That's, that's how I'm going to say it. Yeah, that's right. So, anyway, um, Red Rum. We played them. We were already like 4 or 5-0 and oh going into the Red Rum game. And we were getting closer to, you know, this like this would have been our last game to, to play on Sunday. And we would have been in like the semifinal at World. So, we're playing this Red Rum team. This kid walks up. Dude, I swear, had to be 140 pounds leadoff hitter, Okay. 140 pounds, no bat speed to speak of. And they kept, everybody kept passing around this jet. Remember those Jeff Hall Mayhems, the red, the one with the red barrel? Oh, yeah. The red barrel that had the Jeff Hall and just had mayhem across it. This yeah. is a long time ago. So they were passing around this, I guess it was a 26 ounce. I bet if I would have measured the weight, it would have been more like a 24 or 25. <laughs> but uh, they kept passing around this freaking mayhem, and every ball was. was Hit and you're playing Kankakee before? No. Okay, so in Kankakee they got 15 foot fences. So okay. the fences are I think like 290 with 15 feet. Okay. Okay. And every ball they hit, this is every player on the team, uh, minus the guys who were hitting it over. Like the big guys were hitting it over, but every player from small to large was using the same bat, and they were passing it. They had like 15 bats on the rack, but they were passing the same bat. And they were passing that mayhem just back and forth, back and forth. Weird. Everybody right? was using it. And the, yeah, yeah, weird. Totally ironic. 
anyway, the, so they were passing this bat around and every ball was either hitting the fence or it was going over the fence. And then I go, I asked Al Kenny cause that, cause I was talking with Al about it at a, it was a tournament like two weeks later. And I said, and he goes, how'd you guys do a world? And I said, I said, I think we took like seventh or something like that. And I said, we want to, I said, not only did I said, we lost a red run. Then we came back the next day and we were winning the game, but half our team had drank and did cocaine the night before. <laughs> Which I could tell you a story about that. It was, oh my gosh. Matt could vouch for that story too. Last um, story. But, this uh, is your last story, Gio. So, so Al, I was like, he goes, so who'd you play? I go, Red Rum. He goes, dude, those guys are notorious for shaving their bats. Oh, goes, that's what you want to hear. I go, no, not what you want to hear. And they wound up, <laughs> I think, taking second in the in the tournament to this other team uh, called the Gladiators and they were out of Chicago or something. They were, uh, it was just, it's really sad to go to, and if you go to Texas, have you ever played in Texas or anything like that or anywhere south of Mexico? Yeah, no. stuff. It's it's like breathing down there. It's people using shaved bats and shaving their equipment. It's even going on in senior play. If you can, I, I have that. heard that. I have heard that uh, the seniors are kind of running rampant with altered bats uh, when you go to certain areas right now. It's retarded. Why why would you shave a senior bat? Are you that hard up for a single? Really, really. Uh, the answer is you, apparently yes. Right. No, no, no. You're a douche if you do that. You're a douche. I'm a Christian man saying you're a douche. You're a douche if you do that. If you cheat, if you cheat at a sport that you're like most guys are paying to play, you're a douche. That's who you are. I called you out. That's right. Everybody listening, I called you out if you shave your bats. That's right. Well, hey, listen, you, I'm going to pull you down off your soapbox. You're, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I, I, I strongly feel the same way. Um, but everybody feels like they've got to do something to have an edge, right? Uh, it's, it's frustrating, apparently. and it's going to be a thing. Um, you know, they've they've thought they've came up with ways to keep bats from being altered. And then there's also the argument that uh, if a bat company goes out and makes bats that are unalterable, I don't even know if that's a word. I just made it one. Um, Pure that, tried to do that. Pure, Pure tried to, tries to do that. With the flushing cap and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, but there there are people that uh, have found ways to shave those and replace the end caps. So it, it's just never going to end. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's are just, you serious? Yeah, it's just never going to end. Oh. So I, I completely that's, that's, It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. It absolutely it, is. It, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I can't – Jesse, I can't wrap my head around that. Like, it, it, to me, the bats are already good. All you got to do is just go up and swing them. And if you have a problem with hitting, you go and work on your game a little bit. Work on your mechanics. Yeah. Get better. You know? I agree. Oh, and I got to tell you this because I used your name the other day, and I used it as a verb. Oh, I used God. it as a verb. Okay, so we're playing league. I'm playing league with Matt Allen. I know it's another story I'm saying. But <laughs> I'm playing league with Matt Allen, and um, and Matt Allen, you know, he hits, he hits after me in league. So it's nice because he hits home runs. I don't have to run. Yeah, right. So the – <laughs> so um, I hit a ball like he came up and I and I put my hands I chopped at the ball I cut it and I cut it to right and he, and I come back in and I was and he'd home run like I, I just hit it I think it was, a, it was just a single but I chopped it to right and it was great nice crisp line drive and I get to first Matt Allen hits a home run I walk back in he goes dude he goes that was a great way you hit that ball to right I go yeah I just dodged it <laughs> I said it just like that <laughs> Hey, I mean, I guess I got to be known for something, right? 
Right. right. <laughs> I was like, because because your swing is so unique. You know, you got a very unique swing. Yeah, it's not, not everybody pretty. can do. Well, not everybody can do what you do either. See, and, and it's just kind of an accident, really. Uh, I, I've talked about that, I don't know, numerous times, but it just kind of happened. Uh, I, I thought I knew what I was doing. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And then I realized that was a terrible idea. And I spent so many years doing bad things that I, I just can't shake it. Uh, I, I try and I try and I try, but it's just going to constantly be a thing for me. I don't mind spinning the ball, but what I hate is chopping at the ball to spin it. So it's, Well, uh, I mean, if, if, if uh, so I imagine you're pretty good at chopping wood, so, right? Well, I mean, chopping wood, chop- chopping wood would be a more of a level swing, though, right? I mean, I'm not... I'm no, not, no, no. Okay, no, chopping, I guess we're cutting, down cutting it down from the base. We're cutting it down from the base. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, like I said, you're, you're, you're you bring your okay. So you bring your hands down to the ball. Like yeah. when I when I watch you hit, you bring your hands down to the ball. Yeah. You actually get your hands to where you extend your where your elbows are flexed out and you're you're extending to the ball. Sure. Okay. Like my swing's more of like I guess probably your typical swing is that you you, you know you, I'm I, I, I my hands are up. And I swing through the ball. Sure. Like that's just kind of that's just kind of how I've always swung. It feels comfortable to me. Hitting is all about comfort. So if you can, if you can, you know, uh, if if you can hit with precision and power, and you know, uh, a little bit of you know just lift, and as long as you're doing it comfortably and you can produce the result multiple times in a row, it's fine. It, it don't have to look you know? good. It's just gotta work. <laughs> Right, it doesn't have to be beautiful. It just has to work. It just has to work. It's a, uh, you know, if for for any of the podcast listeners, and I don't know if you know uh, who Bradley Jones is playing in the conference right now, uh, probably one of the best, if not the, one of the best hitters in the conference uh, as of right now. He he this 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 last year or so he has started uh, cutting himself off, so his feet are actually closed uh, significantly to me. Uh, he's he's definitely further than like um, heel to toe as far as like how close his feet are. Mm-hmm. But when you watch that man hit a ball, nobody's telling him to change his feet. <laughs> well, no, because actually, when you have a short stride like that, when you have you know, like I always, it, to me, it's like again, he's probably comfortable swinging that way. I prefer like a more like a more cl- like closed and short stride because I leverage my weight forward sure so when i you know uh i learned i learned how to hit a softball i mean obviously from watching my dad but i learned mostly from a Marine hitting video like an old Marine hitting video oh, ray De Marini. you guys yeah ray de Marini. so ray de Marini talks about the weight transformation weight transference system it's using physics to to to, to influence your hitting in the softball realm because you don't have speed on the ball to project it, so to project that you know that that uh, that oomph, that trampoline effect. So you need to be able to use get your hands out like get your hands out in front and meet that ball timing wise with all of your body weight going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Create, and that's how that's how you hit. That's the only way you can hit. So sure, I, I, I yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So I. That's a, that, I just try to follow, like when I hit, I try to follow. I don't try to do anything fancy. I don't try to, I watch guys that do this, you know, uh, Craig Council type, you know, waving the bat over the freaking head. Like a, yeah, walking like the box. A flag and, and... Yeah, <laughs> they, they do all of that stuff. It's just like, dude, just if you break down your swing a little bit more, 
It's like it's like they're looking for that. Like it's a timing mechanism. It's like how is that a timing mechanism? They're not throwing ninety. You know, if you, <laughs> right. if you if you if you short if you watch the major guys, they're I mean they don't get crazy with their they may do like a little wave just to kind of some because someone got like nervous ticks and that kind of stuff. So you know it's just like, like a force of habit. Yeah, you'll but see some hitching, you, but they, everybody's feet are stone cold still. They're stone. Everything about them is stone cold still until they swing. Yeah, it's just it's it's like almost like they and they always sit back on the ball always, and that's I kind of I always watch that. That's always noticeable when you watch the major guys. They always sit back and they wait. They're never they never lunge. No, they never like they never lunge for balls. They they may hit fly balls, but they're most of the time they're hard outs like line drive hard outs, even their fly balls that they hit like. You know, playing on four hundred foot fields that they go three ninety in center, or yeah. still, you know, they don't lunge for them. You know, they'd be out of every three hundred foot park ever. Yeah, how infuriating so. is that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> who was who was the guy that who was the guy that we were watching? Um, uh, this is so many years ago. It was when the Resmondos first came out. Okay. Um, were you playing then? Yeah. Resmondos uh-huh. first came out. Uh, Team Resmondo. That was when Team Resmondo kind of started. Yeah, and those Rosmano guys are playing at BMAC, and I watched a few of those guys from Team Rosmano just absolutely hitting the parking lot. People had to move their cars because they were <laughs> they were like hitting the parking lot and hitting cars. It was ridiculous. Well, I remember they signed up for a tournament. Oh, it's been probably uh, five ish years ago. Uh, they signed up for an open tournament, and so many people had to fit and wanted to back out that uh, they had to kick Rosmano out of the tournament. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I would have played them. I would have played them. Just, yeah, I don't care who I play. Yeah, play them. Why not? It'd be, it'd be, if anything, it's a great story. Yeah. It's something you could tell somebody else. Like, I could have told it on this podcast tonight if and, I would have played them. And tell me you won't learn something. Yeah. I mean, it's, right. uh, I, you know, but I know, I've, I know I've kept you, like, for all night now so yeah it feels like all night i think uh well the sun, about 20 minutes my yeah off, so. yeah <laughs> say 20 minutes my alarm's gonna go off to get ready for work so <laughs> well listen well, jesse i gotta say it's always a pleasure yeah absolutely. I, I love listening to i love listening to this podcast i love listening to you you're very good at this i say keep going and doing this yes i'll always be listening i appreciate um, it and i'll do i'll do whatever i can i try to do whatever i can to help promote your stuff you know what i mean I'm glad we finally got this done. We've been talking about doing this for I don't know how long. I'm glad we finally got it probably done. Probably a year. Probably a year now. Yeah, it feels like we've been it. talking about doing this. You have snacks on like every other week, you know. Uh, he quit. Yeah. He he refuses anymore. We'll we'll talk with him. I'm, about a, I'm that. a little jealous. I'm a little jealous. Uh, well, 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 you know what? We'll get we'll get we'll get the trio next time. We we should do that. We should have <laughs> him and me on. That would be a really interesting podcast. We could actually make it like a like a like a Disney Marvel. Oh. You know, I, we could, we're we due do for another again. one of those. <laughs> yeah, you said he refuses. To come up. Did he say why? Did he Cause say he, why? Because he's grumpy. Because he's grumpy. Yeah, he's really good on this. He's he's really good at this. He's just. He's, he, I think he's really he's a, he's a really good guest. So he he's a grumpy old fart. That, that, that's that's all all, right. that, that's that's I'm calling him out. That's that's me calling because I know he's going to listen to this. That's me calling him out. Oh, grumpy snack. He's. He, he's he's a big softy at heart. Yeah. He really is. He's a, he's a big teddy bear. He's awesome. It's, it's all him. a he's front. Great. I know, <laughs> but he is he is. But when he, I mean he, so I mean he like online he's he's grumpy snacks. Yeah, he's always grumpy snacks. Oh yeah. I always remember that. What was that that picture they had on the softball thing or the softball fans page? The 
the actual grumpy cat. The that grumpy was on cat, there. yeah. The grumpy cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that is that is great. Right. Well, listen, we're uh, we're going to shut it down. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll do this again. Soon. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, absolutely. We'll do it again. I could tell ten thousand more stories. We can. We can we can do eighteen podcasts on this. So. Well, you got ten thousand more stories. We got uh, about four of them out of the way, so we got, <laughs> got another nine hundred episodes to go. <laughs> but, thanks for stopping in, my friend. I appreciate it. Have a good night, everybody else. Swing hard in case you hit it. BP Hero, catch you next time. See you guys. <laughs>